Hello and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to talk about China's plan to run the world. China wants to make the 21st century into the Chinese century. The key to this grand design is an initiative called One Belt, One Road. The belt part refers to all overland connectors. Think highways, railways, and all their supporting infrastructure, from power to internet. These would bridge Western China to Central Asia, the Middle East, and Europe. The road part is a little misleading. It actually refers to maritime connectors, like new ports, ships, and sea routes from southern China across the Indian Ocean to Africa and through the Mediterranean Sea to Europe. If it sounds staggeringly massive, it is. One Belt, One Road is actually the most ambitious global engineering endeavor the world has seen since the Roman Empire. China has already invested $1 trillion in the project, and 68 governments and international organizations have already agreed to participate. And the project is well on its way. Beijing is finishing up a nearly $600 million port in East Africa. Many projects along the China-Pakistan economic corridor have also begun. Indonesia's high-speed railway is scheduled to open in 2019, and one state-owned company has already built 95 deep-water ports, 10 airports, 152 bridges, and more than 2,000 railways in various belt and road countries. If the project is a success, it'll be a boon for Chinese trade. Estimates suggest trade along these routes will exceed $2.5 trillion a year. The goal is to return China to its formal imperial glory as the center of the world and provide an ideological and moral alternative to Western liberalism. Since the 1970s, China's strategic philosophy has been based on an ancient Chinese proverb that translates to, hide your brightness, bide your time. The idea was to keep China's capabilities a secret until the moment was right to reveal them. That moment came in 2013. To realize the Chinese dream of great renaissance means to build a strong and prosperous country, rejuvenate our nation, and push for the well-being of the people. That was Chinese President Xi Jinping speaking through translation at the closing day of the National Party's Congress, where he was officially elected president. During that speech, Xi announced that it was time to achieve the Chinese dream of great rejuvenation. The way to do this was to recreate the Silk Road that made China a global trading power centuries ago and to bind the world together in mutually beneficial economic relationships. China may claim some altruism as the impetus of this grand project, wanting to help the rest of the world reduce poverty, among other economic miracles. But make no mistake, China is absolutely a beneficiary. By expanding into foreign markets, China can provide jobs to its 1.4 billion people. Moving factories with excess capacity abroad will also help the country reduce its supply glut. And Chinese companies will not only get most of the infrastructure contracts, but also the new trade routes will enable them to export their goods more easily. 
And while China pledges mutually beneficial relationships, profit for other countries does come at a price. China's state-owned firms have a big advantage over local companies in bidding to build these projects. There are also social concerns. China's own rapid development has been built on seized land and forced displacement of millions of people, and it may just export that model. But really, the main concern is strategic. Host governments are effectively ceding to China control of very sensitive infrastructure, like telecommunications and potential naval ports. Economic dominance can also serve to promote military goals. The deepwater ports China is building in Pakistan and East Africa, for example, aren't just useful for trade. They can also provide Chinese naval vessels with ports and access to key waterways. Many nations participating in China's grand plan wonder if it's not just a smokescreen for a strategic control. We assembled here today. The U.S. has, of course, been invited to participate, but the Donald Trump administration has opened up a new and potentially better opportunity for China. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. President Trump's protectionist policies may just help China replace the U.S. as the driving engine of global trade. Let's look at the Trans-Pacific Partnership as an example. So the TPP is a 12-nation trade deal negotiated by the Obama administration, and it was designed to provide a counterweight to China's growing economic dominance in Asia. As the largest regional trade accord ever negotiated, the PAC would have created a free trade zone for 40% of the world's economy, including the U.S., and required trade partners to adhere to American labor and environmental standards. Trump will be living up to a campaign promise by withdrawing the U.S. from the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Deal, or TPP. Great thing for the American worker, what we just did. Trump canceled the pact on the first day in office. He said he was protecting American workers from a bad deal, but most economic analysts said the pullout left the U.S. with little leverage in Asia. Trump basically just created a void, and China is more than eager to fill it. And that does it for this week's episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lauren Hansen, and thank you so much for listening.